Hello, and welcome to Forefront 360, where we take you all around the intersection of the arts and the Christian faith. I'm Robbie Davis, and I'm the marketing director of Forefront Festival. Today, I'm pleased to present a special episode of the podcast, where we hear from Molly Kate Klein, a 20-year-old fashion designer who's already been featured in New York Fashion Week, and that was at the age of 19. Her path hasn't always been easy. She's faced a number of things which would take the ordinary person down, but God's thread can clearly be seen through her life, and I'm excited to share it with you. Now, without further ado, here's Molly Kate Klein's story. This year, I applied to Phoenix Fashion Week, and what's really cool about Phoenix Fashion Week is that it's more than just a week-long event. It's actually a five-month boot camp for fashion designers, so they have basically been teaching us and kind of building us as entrepreneurs as well as fashion designers throughout the whole past five months, and then it kind of all ended in the week-long fashion week event but a big part of the boot camp program was meeting with investors and pitching ourselves to stores going through production and really the whole business side of everything which was kind of intimidating for me since I'm still in college the first while was all spent on who we are, what we want to make, what we want to sell, like our brand message, our tagline, and they were really upfront and honest with us about if it was a good idea, a good brand, like our values, and it was really scary because when I design clothes, it's something I'm so passionate about, and I felt like it was being judged right away as soon as I got there, and looking back, I know that it was to help me grow, and they've definitely done that, but it's just difficult when your passion is kind of turning into a business a little bit. You kind of have to look at things differently, so that was the first thing that was kind of difficult for me, and another thing that I thought was just kind of funny and interesting was when I got there everyone was way older than me and so that was kind of like the running joke all summer which felt like it was a bad thing because everyone kind of made fun of me for it but in October when I met with all the investors it was the fact that I am 20 years old that made them really like me and made the investors really interested in me and my brand and I guess you could say my potential. So it was just kind of funny that the thing that I felt like was holding me back the whole time is what ended up setting me apart. It's funny because I feel like it hasn't only been in Phoenix Fashion Week, but I feel like almost my whole life I've been either the youngest doing something or just sort of the underdog. But it's cool because it almost doesn't phase me anymore. It's hard because I feel like, and I know that other people have more experience than me, but I just know that experience comes with time and you can't complain about where you haven't been yet. You just have to work on getting there. When I think about it and where I am now in college, I'm not the underdog anymore. I'm gonna go into the industry having this really cool experience that not everyone gets to do. So I'm feeling really grateful. (music) 
Molly Kate Klein hasn't always been Molly Kate Klein. I was actually born Molly Ross, that's my birth name, up until I was in fifth grade. Leading up to fifth grade, I was very, very close to my dad. My dad was my favorite person and um, I'd kind of joke around with my mom and say that my dad was like the fun, cool parent. <laughs> we would always um, just always be having a fun time goofing around and I never saw him struggle at all. And I was a really happy kid and it's like that all kind of changed all at once when my mom told me that my dad passed away and it wasn't until later on when I was about 16 that um, my mom had told me that he passed away due to suicide which was big news but at the same time I knew I knew that it happened just because I just kind of had that feeling but when I was nine and nine years old in fifth grade you don't automatically think about those things you just think about how happy he was and how happy you were you know spending time with your dad and so going back to school was really difficult because this happened just weeks before fifth grade started so I went into school completely a mess and very confused and I really struggled with whether or not I should tell people about my dad or whether that was something to keep to myself and so I kind of told some people, didn't tell some people and I don't know if it's just something about being, you know, nine, ten years old but when people found out about it some people thought it was funny, some people wanted to make fun of it, some people just wanted to ask a lot of questions, and it really just became like a topic for everyone to talk about and make fun of me for, and I remember changing my appearance drastically because my name did change, so my last name was Ross, and it changed to Klein after um, I was adopted, but then I asked if I could change my first name from Molly to Molly Kate because my dad chose the name Kate and he always called me Molly Kate, so that's kind of how I wanted to keep his his memory in my name and everyone made fun of me for it. No one understood it. They just kind of thought, who's this girl? Why is her name different? And it was just a topic of conversation. really coping with the bullying and everything that I was feeling was through sewing. It was just what I wanted to learn how to do and I was nine years old and when my name changed to Molly Kate Klein I thought it sounded like a fashion designer <laughs> and I was just kind of determined. I said mom like I want to get a sewing machine, I want to go to fashion school like, I want to start making my own clothes, and that's what I did. I taught myself how to sew when I was about 10, started wearing my creations to school, totally got made fun of. It made the bullying a million times worse, but I always felt something inside of me telling me that it was going to be okay, 
and that I was meant to be doing what I was doing. And I thought that since I had this, you know, cool fashion designer name, I should change my appearance. So I like chopped off my hair, I dyed it like bleach blonde. I had glasses, I started like changing the way I dressed. It was really just a way for me to kind of distract myself. And that's what made the bullying even worse. It definitely didn't help um, that I had like extremely crooked buck teeth and acne and glasses. I was just like the epitome of who fifth graders would make fun of. And it was a really long year of eating lunch in the bathroom, not going to recess, hiding at recess, basically as stereotypical as they make it seem in the movies. That's definitely how it was for me. I remember being afraid to walk home from like the bus stop because kids would follow me home and throw things at me and I'd get things thrown at me on the bus, threatened to get beat up, but I just sat there just sketching clothes and I had a few friends who were really supportive of it and I would pretend to sketch them outfits to wear and I'm really thankful for them because if I didn't have those few couple friends I probably probably would have um, been a lot sadder and I don't know what I would have done but thankfully by the time sixth grade came around things got a little bit better and then middle school things started to look better because I could have more friends and meet new people but for a while there it felt like a midlife crisis at nine years old I completely just changed who I was but in a sense I kind of just feel like I became who I believe God wanted me to be. So I look at it as a negative time, but also a really positive transformational time at the same time. This went on all throughout middle school, high school, into college, just feeling almost attacked by maybe peers, people around me just for being a little different, being quiet, being introverted, and people not really understanding passion and creativity and just kind of like what I do and never really felt like I fit in anywhere but I've always had this little drive this voice inside me saying to just stick with it because it's for a purpose it's for something around the time I was 16 was when one of my very best friends Allie passed away and it was extremely shocking to everybody. I remember it was just a couple days after my 16th birthday, and I kind of wondered, you know, like why she wasn't at my birthday party and what was going on, but we had found out that Allie had taken her own life, and it was extremely hard because Allie was really close to me and my mom and my sisters and I kind of grew up with her and I guess you could say the topic of suicide became really prevalent to me almost it was on my mind a lot not in the sense of necessarily me wanting to act on that but just the idea of it and how it has played out through my life and after hearing that 
about Allie, I just had this feeling in me like that was how I lost my dad as well, even though that was never told to me yet. So I had asked my mom and we kind of had this talk and she verified that for me and it was within probably two weeks after that that I had joined with some other students at my school and some other parents to create an anti-suicide kind of group and um, this was a nonprofit organization where we created a website for students who needed help to just go online and have mental health resources and that was very very recent after losing Allie and kind of hearing about my dad and it was definitely the way that I dealt and kind of coped with their losses so we did a lot of work with this organization and ended up raising a lot of money for the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, participating in their annual walks every year. And my journalism teacher and I actually went down to the Ohio Senate and we talked with them about expanding a house bill for mandating mental health education, K through 12 in Ohio. So that's something that is still in the works because I don't know, changing house bills definitely takes years, but I really just became fascinated at this point in my life to stop anything that was really telling teens and just people in general that they weren't enough. And I just became fascinated with suicide prevention and it was definitely a coping mechanism for me. But that's when I became a mental health advocate and it was about a year or two later once I was in college when I was approached by Teen Vogue to write some mental health articles for them. They have an online course that you can take that is connected to Parsons School of Design, like the top design school in New York, to learn about the fashion industry. So I took it in high school at the very end of my senior year because I was like super excited for college to start for fashion school. So I did the program and then a year later, once I was already in college, um, Teen Vogue sent out an email to everyone who did the fashion program and you just get like a little certificate at the end. And they said that they were interested in kind of hearing our feedback of like what we thought about the program so I emailed them back and they went to my page and started looking at like everything I do it's mental health but it's fashion and photography and they had their wellness editor reach out to me and they were like hey you're a mental health advocate can you do mental health writing for us and that's when I flew out there and I met with the like mental health team And they've never once, like, we've never talked about fashion. It's just always been mental health. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's kind of funny, but it's cool. So, it's definitely been something that will always be important to me. And I'm always trying to find new ways to, I don't know, always support that and include it in everything I do.
I know now that I'm starting my fashion company, um, I'm giving back 10% of everything I make to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. So, and that's just in honor of my dad and kind of how my story started. Around the time I was 16 in high school, I started to go to a Bible study and I kind of fell out of place because I didn't grow up in the church at all. But when I went there, I, I kind of started to like it. And every time I felt like I was close to really understanding and enjoying Bible study and just the idea of becoming Christian, I kind of took a step back and I struggled because I kept asking myself this question and I kept asking, you know, if God was real, why would he take my father away? And I asked myself that for a long time until I finally just asked the leader of the church group and they kind of had a talk with me and they said, don't you think that his death has had to happen for some reason? And I don't, I don't know if that's exactly how they said it word for word, but the point of what they were saying was that no matter how or why that happened, it's most likely that it's because God wanted something to come out of it. And as soon as they said that, I felt comforted because they didn't know that I was kind of into fashion design and I felt like that was a calling in a sense. And I just felt like that was the answer to what they were saying, that maybe, um, maybe this loss was to ignite some sort of drive inside of me to make a difference, whether that is in sustainability and fashion design or in mental health awareness. I felt like I had this like purpose inside of me in a sense, but I didn't know who or why exactly who put it there, why it was there, and going to Bible study and learning about Jesus and becoming a Christian definitely kind of put all the puzzle pieces together for me that, I don't know, that there is purpose in life and a reason for everything. And so it's definitely been my faith that has solidified for me um, kind of this crazy journey that I've been on in the direction that I'm going in. And I feel like that is the driving force in everything that I'm doing right now. So I feel really, really happy about that. Last year, it's crazy to me to think that that was already a year ago because it feels like it just happened. But about a year ago, I really decided that I wanted to make a fashion line that could tell a story and was a little more meaningful than a lot of clothing that I was making. And I was working with my youth leader as I was reading the Bible, I really could picture it as a visual story and a visual story that I wanted to maybe show on the runway. So throughout the course of, oh gosh, at least half a year, I met with my youth leader and 
We went through the Bible, taking notes, and took those notes to implement into a six-piece couture fashion line. So this fashion line I called Histoire de Dieu, which is French for the story of God. And it basically told the story of the Bible through a four-piece narrative that went through creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. And this was by far my most favorite project I've ever worked on. Started out, the very first piece was a look from the Garden of Eden. And it just went on through there to kind of just to show this, the arc and the narrative of the Bible through these kind of elaborate couture designs. So it was extremely fun. And what made it so much better was at the end of me kind of creating this collection, it actually got accepted into New York Fashion Week. So that was literally a dream come true because that's something that little nine-year-old me was dreaming of and I thought maybe would happen by the time I was maybe 40 or 50, but um, that was incredible. When I got to New York Fashion Week, I had all my models lined up and they were models that were, you know, randomly selected for me. And something had happened before the show where in the chaos of backstage, because backstage of New York Fashion Week is insane, people running around like crazy, and I'm still not even exactly sure what happened, but my models had to end up walking the runway for another designer before me, and it left me without any models like 15 minutes before my show, and I'm freaking out, and they tell me that they have some backup models, and I was upset because I was like, why are you calling them backup models? Like, that's so offensive, and it made me feel really sad for them, and I was like, well, go get them. Like, they're not backup models. They're my models. Like, I want to meet them, and when they brought in the girls, it was really funny because they were all, like, my age, and I became immediate friends with them right away and when I saw them I kind of realized that they were who I was picturing wearing this fashion line the whole time that I had been working on it for you know like half a year and I was like okay like this is gonna work out this is gonna be good and I started um, kind of putting the clothes on everybody and I was explaining to each model how I wanted them to walk because I wanted each girl to walk a little differently based on what part of the Bible they were kind of representing, whether I wanted to walk, have them walk um, kind of like happy and free and flowing or maybe like a little more like angry or mad. And so I explained to them the narrative of the clothing line and everyone started crying. <laughs> and I was like, you can't cry right now. Like you're like, you're gonna mess up your makeup, you're gonna have to walk on the runway, and they were just crying, and they looked at me, and every single one of them were like, oh my gosh, like, I'm a Christian too, and I was, it was so cool, I was like, nah, like, that's crazy, and it was just so cool that, um, because before I had left to go to the show, as I was, like, on my way there, 
I was praying and I just asked God to surround me with the people that he wanted to be a part of this. And it was just really cool because he definitely ended up doing that. And um, those girls are still some some of my closest friends to this day. I still talk to all of them. So I thought it was really cool that God kind of brought us all together and that they could be a part of it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Forefront 360. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.